How's everybody doing today? This is the Beast Radio Podcast coming to you live from New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm Cabral Johnson, your host, and I'm here with Coach Don. He is the coach for 12U baseball team at UIA. UIA is a, a youth academy baseball center. If you have any comments or concerns about UIA, please let me know in the description, and I will gladly send you their location and how to sign up. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. So, Coach Don, how long have you been a coach? About 12, 12 to 15 years. 12 to 15 years, that's a long time. What do you think the most important thing about coaching is to you? Uh, probably trying to incorporate your message, uh, your vision onto the kids so that they can uh, get good fundamentals and they'll last for a lifetime. And they develop, you know, while, while learning them. That's great. That's that's amazing. And it's also it's always good for a coach to give the kids a message and give them a purpose for the team they're playing on. Uh, without further ado, let's get into the beast of the day. Now, I have two players here, coach. I got Javier Baez and I got Didi Gregorius. They're both great players, and they're both in the MLB. But Didi Gregorius has been in the game 10 to 9 years, and Javier has been in the game only 5 we're going to go down their stats, we're going to go down their highlight reels, and we're going to go down to make sure we know who's going to be the beast of the day. So when you look for a shortstop, what do you look for? The first thing you look for, you want to have range and quickness, and you want to have a good arm. So the first thing I would look for if I'm trying to get a guy to play middle infield, I want to know that first he got good hands, he got good, good feet, that he can move from left to right. Then he also got to have a great arm. So, you know, you can't play... Uh, you can play middle infield and have a subpar arm. You might play second base, but if you want to be the shortstop, you want to be the man. You gotta have that uh, that arm. And if you don't have the arm, and say, you know, obviously Javier have a better arm than than Didi, but Didi gets rid of the ball so fast that you really can't even tell that you know his arm is a little inferior to uh, to Javier. So when I'm looking for a shortstop, that's what I'm looking for first. Can he cover the cover the ground, can he get rid of the ball, and uh, the next important thing is, you know, how fluid he is, do he make mistakes, can't make errors when you, you know, everybody make errors, but the game, name of the game is who makes the fewest errors, so. Right, right, and being a part of the game myself, normally I wouldn't, uh, normally I wouldn't think of this, but what do you think is the better thing for a shortstop to have would it be the arm because most people you know nowadays they like playing back they like to see 90 from shortstop they like to see people gunned out at first or do you like to see the quickness and the range like the balls hit right right between third and short and the shortstop just goes and get it and he gets the person out at first even though he doesn't have the arm well I mean it depends I mean if you have if a guy gets the job done and he gets rid of the ball, in my opinion, you don't have to have a superior arm. You know, he has to be able to, you know, to make the play. I mean, I, I get another guy, I'm going to throw this guy in here because, you know, uh, J.P. Crawford, the new kid on the block, coming in with the Mariners. You know, they uh, they took him from another team. He, You know, he had to get developed. But his big thing was he had a great arm. But I think they were more concerned about how he got rid of the ball. So when you look at a guy like Didi, you know, he's been in the league a little longer, 
but you get rid of the ball so quick and his fundamentals, he's so fluid that he could probably make a few more adjustments on the ball. Whereas Javier, he, he got a superior arm, but I don't think he's as fundamentally sound as DJ. You know what I'm saying? I think over time he might get to that point, then he'll probably become the superior athlete at that position. But I think right now, I think uh, I would take fundamentals being smooth, transition with the ball. Because your, your hands always get you out of, out of a jam. You know, you got to be able to pick the ball off the ground. You pick the ball from the ground up. So, I mean, I, I, I didn't look at the stats, but I'm sure that if we look at errors, I think probably Didi, looking at his film, he probably have the least amount of errors. Hey, and he I, get rid of the ball any kind of way. I mean, he right. it's ridiculous how this dude just, what you say his signature play is when he do that little backhand. Right. Uh, flip. Out, it could be out his hand, bare hand, glove side, whatever. He just... It don't matter what angle he just get rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. Right. And to go back what I was saying earlier, I was talking to Coach John, and I was talking about how DD has this signature move where he'll die for a ball and then backhand the ball to second if he has a double play. Now, uh... And to- the other thing, too, to mm-hmm. his credit is the Cubs do more shifting. So I think they play Correct. more analytics. So in the scheme that they're in, I think it, it, it's, it probably accents what... The position that Javier plays. You get what I'm saying? Correct. Because they do a lot of shifting, so they able to play a little deeper. But it seems like the Yankees do more straight up ball. They might shift the middle infield when they do, you know, they plan playing for two. You know what I'm saying? They got a pull hitter. They don't do that analytic play that, you know, the Astros been doing and the Cubs seem like they starting to get into it. So I, I think that's the other reason why Didi probably could get away with the kind of play that he has. So, I don't know if that... And Coach Don's exactly right. Now, the analytics he's talking about is when uh, you put basically the player's hitting style and the kind of pitcher that you want against this hitter and you calculate or the, the computer... of where he's going to hit the ball based on what he's done in the past. Correct. And also the shifting he's talking about is after they analyze the analytics and everything. They tell in game they study the they study the tape. They stand out, they study all the stats and analytics, and they tell the players where exactly he's gonna hit the ball. And then they basically just cheat them over a little bit and tell them exactly where the ball is gonna be so they can make the play and get the out. Now uh, it's it's common that most co- most college coaches they look for the raw size and power and. All these different kinds of things, but if you were a college coach, you're basically saying you would take the experience and the smoothness for a shortstop rather than the size and the power. I mean, the way the game is changing now, everybody going to to uh, computer based and exit velocity and all of these things. But I'm kind of old school, and I believe in you could be a, a game day player or a showcase player. But what's going to happen when you actually in the game? You know, you, you take, for instance, like a guy that's uh, a running back. If he go run the, the 40, he might run against himself. He might run a full, 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 full. But you get engaged to raise somebody behind him, he may be running a little faster because he got somebody in pursuit of him. The same thing with when you're playing on a, on, on a, on a diamond. You got a center fielder, he might clock in a 60, you know, you, you run a 6.5 or, or better, 
Uh, let's say you run a 6-7. But in game, when he in the heat of the moment and, uh, you know, the adrenaline pumping, he might clock better than that because he in game. Game situations always, to me, dictate. You know, it, 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 to me, the analytics and the information that you use with the exit and velocity and all that good stuff, it's good to kind of like give you a signal that this player has a strength, but I also want to see with my eyes what he can do in the game. So for me, going back to the smoothness and the quickness, I, I rather somebody that's real smooth, real quick, you know, because they got some, I mean, look at Jose Altuve. He one of the best <laughs> second base, but I think he's the smartest man right now in, in the league, and he a beast at what he do. He, he a beast on the field, he a beast in the batter's box. So either way, I mean, I don't just look at the eye candy and say, okay, oh, he's 6'5", he must be great. I, I'd rather look at this guy with my eyes, and I think that's why a lot of people invite people over and say, you know, they put him in a training camp, they want to see him develop so they can actually see that. They might say on the stats, on the tape, that you can do it. But what, what do you do when you're in game? So I think that's more important for me. Well, thank you, Coach Don. And one more look at Didi's and Gregorius's uh, stats. And we're looking at him right now. And Javier, I think he had a little bit more errors than Didi had in his first few years. Now, I want to remind you again, folks. Didi has been in the, been in the, uh, the game of MLB for... 10 to 9 years and Javier's only been there 5 so DD well, has definitely got the experience we're talking, about. we're talking about yeah experience now over time Javier gonna develop even more and you know he playing on a high level so he have no choice but to to get better but you know DD with his smoothness his his he all, I mean, he's flawless, you know. He mm-hmm. <laughs> he played the ball from the ground up. So I'm not saying Javier great, don't get me wrong. But uh, if I had to pick, that's who I probably would pick right now. And that brings me to the final question of the day. Who do you think deserves the award of the beast of the day? Based on what we're looking at right now, Didi. Didi just have a, uh, I think he told me too, he was out for a year. Yeah, he was out for a year for, yeah. I think, uh, he pulled something in a leg in a leg area. Yeah, and not he was only out. that, then you found out too that he was a switch hitter. He he batted. He batted. He batted right for three years, and then he switched to left. And to do that on the MLB level, that just speak that goes back to what we talking about: hands, quickness, smoothness. If he can, you know, batting is all about hand speed, quickness, being quick to the ball, short to the ball. If 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 he can switch hit like that. You know, and change his whole style and still be able to be in the top echelons of the shortstops in the MLB. That goes back to his quick, to his smoothness, his fundamentals. Playing the ball from the ground up, then it transi- transitions over to his hitting. So I would have to give it to Didi at this moment, at this place in time, you know. So. Well, you heard it right here, folks. Power is not always the answer, sometimes it's experience. This is the Beast Radio Podcast right here. And you heard it live. Didi Gregorius has won the first ever official award of Beast of Today. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe. Please leave all your comments and let me know what you thought of the podcast and what we can do better. I'm out.